This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. You're listening to Talk About Gay Sex Podcast, the weekly podcast that dissects all topics related to gay sexuality with host Steve Rodriguez and his co-hosts Jeremy Ross Lopez and Steve Carpenter. Be sure and visit us at tagspodcast.com. That's T-A-G-S podcast.com, where you can check out our blog, contact us, and subscribe to get updates and more. Now let's get into some gay talk with host Steve Rodriguez. Just a programming note that if you live or are going to be in Paris this Saturday, I will be at the Open Cafe in the Marais from 6 to 8 p.m. Come by and say hi. We'd love to meet you. It's this Saturday in Paris at the Open Cafe from 6 to 8 p.m. in the Marais. So, Steve Carpenter, yes, madam. we are totally to have a treat today. We are talking with a return guest. Who, wow, someone actually came back. They did. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're doing good here. We're doing good when we get our repeats. We yeah, love that. Looks good. Um, I'm really excited to bring him back. He was on episode 22 when we spoke with Dr. Jessica Justman about injectable prep. That was a great show. Yep. His name is Joindy Swingby. Did I get that right? You got that right. Joindy is a community education and Outbreak Coordinator at Columbia University Medical Center at the Bronx Prevention Center. Yes. Is that all? Yes. Did I get all that? You got that from? all correct. Okay, good. Yes. Wow. Good. And so when you, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. With your Keith Haring t-shirt today. I love it. I, had, I did it for you. Thank you. We love Keith. Show. We love Keith. Absolutely. <laughs> have, you, have you seen his mural in the men's, the old men's room at the, the center? No, oh, you I have need to, to look at it. I, I need to take field trip. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, I haven't seen it. It's not a men's room anymore, but it's the painting's called "The Old Days," and it's just these men with giant dicks going into holes oh. and sperm floating around, and it's it's hysterical. It's it's brilliant. Oh, and Keith's work was just provocative and representative of culture of today yeah, definitely and was. a mirror into our sexcapades yeah. well, and, and he was a big supporter of the center he was there a lot and he was you know he drove a lot of the activities there and so for him to do a mural there was really appropriate and free art he was all about free oh, yeah. art yeah definitely of course now <laughs> it's yeah. not free but yeah not free anymore <laughs> but um Joe Wendy I wanted to get back to on episode 22 we talked about your work with uh, Dr. Dr. Justman and her research work with injectable prep and the actual name for it is, and I can't say it, is Kava... Capotegravir. Explain to us, um, for new listeners who may not have heard that, what the study really is. So we were doing at the time, uh, and still are, two studies. One of them is called Give Prep a Shot. Um, is where Ooh, they like use um, Capotegravir, which is um, medication used to treat HIV. Um, and now what they're testing is to see if they would also prevent HIV with a shot. Um, so versus taking a pill once a day, every day, around the same time every day, kind of like what Chuvada does, mm-hmm. um, Capotegravir, they want, they're testing to see if the, that medication can last within your body up to two months. Um, therefore, it would come, and I know she got... Um, Technical. Technical, and which I love, but it's not necessarily combating it, right? It would just sort of divert or... Well, well. so the way the medication is, is once that shot is given to you, um, in the event you were to be exposed to the HIV virus, you would have 
that medicine already in you to, mm-hmm. to fight it off, to combat the HIV. So Therefore, like a what you replicate. It is, it's, a, it's a form of PrEP. It's okay. a form of PrEP. PrEP is the method, so it's a form of PrEP. And so, what's PEP? P-E-P. So, so PEP is post-exposure prophylaxis. And so in the event you're not on PrEP and you were to be exposed to HIV, you have up to 74 hours to go to a doctor or emergency room to, um, for them to put you on a PEP regimen. Uh, and once they put you in a PEP regimen, the PEP med- regimen would fight off HIV if it's in your system. Right, Different which I've done of- before once because I wasn't sure. And, you know, the thing is, you don't even know. You if don't you- know. And the beauty no. about PEP now, it used to be two pills. And now um, they could give you one pill called Stribuild now that you take up to 28 days. Um, and it seems strong enough to fight uh, off HIV in the event you were to be exposed. So Cavo... Cabotegavir. Cabotegavir. Or cab. Cab, thank you. Is <laughs> works in that way or no. So cabotegavir is pre exposure. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, we're working in advance. You're taking Preventative. things, right. preventatively. Um, so you're taking things, uh, you're taking a form of prep. Well, the way cabotegavir will work is if you come to a, a doctor and you get your shot once every two months, that medicine will already be in your body. Um, so it avoids taking that daily pill. It, it, it avoids taking that daily pill. So kind of like birth mm-hmm. control, where the women get the pill, the patch, the ring. Yep. Mm-hmm. For black gay men, all we have is the pill. So what we're looking for is more methods to prevent HIV versus um, than just having right. uh, Truvada. Right. We're looking for more methods. So. The other study was the AMP study. Which is the injectable PrEP. Uh, no, oh. the AMP study is the um, uh, an infusion. Oh. So it's an infusion. If, if you don't like um, taking uh, the Capotegavir on your butt, right. you could get an infusion up to like 30, 30 minutes. You so sit. like a drip. It's like a drip. Yeah. And um, that is an antibody. So the antibody will live within your body. After, yeah, will live That's within really your will live within your body, and in the event you were to get exposed to HIV, mm-hmm. the antibody in a sense will activate and terminate and kill the HIV before it gets a chance just, to replicate. That's been you. proven. No, that's, oh, that's what we're in, testing that's now. That's what you're testing. That's Got what it. we're testing now. Got it. That what, would be brilliant if, because that's almost uh, like a vaccine. It would be. It would be you know? brilliant. Um, and if you think about it, in, in an inherent inherent uh, aspect of raw as well, sometimes it's very difficult for people to take a pill. Remembering to take a pill mm-hmm. once a day, right. every yeah. day, around the same time every day. So. Mm-hmm. Having to just set it and forget it, it would be right. But then you got to remember to go back to the doctor three months later. You have to remember <laughs> so, to go to the doctor. Right. Yeah. yeah, but that doesn't seem to me as difficult. Well, like you just put that in your calendar. I'm sure you all send a, a reminder. A, a reminder because text they and need these. Like this again, right. we remind people this is and what Dr. Justman was very clear about stating in that episode 22. People mm-hmm. is that. It is in its study phase. They are. It's a long-term right. study right. Um, that's, you know, for how. So um, the AMP study we're done enrolling for the AMP study, which okay, is yeah. the drip mm-hmm. um, or the infusion, um, and the cabotegavir give prep a shot. Um, that study is going on for going on four years. Okay. Yeah. And what's what's the plan for that? How many years are they planning to study it? Or is it that not determined yet? So I don't think that's determined yet. We're okay. enrolling people currently at the Bronx Prevention Center. 
Um, and what we tell people, the study could go mm-hmm. from a year to four and a half years, mm-hmm. depending on when you join the study. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And like I said, for people that might not remember that three month mark, I'm sure your outreach department. Yeah, so our m- outreach department are we text, we email, yeah. we make Hunt sure. Them down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then once approved. Show up uh, on your on your grinder oh, app yeah, somehow. We're looking for you. Yeah. Um even we take emergency contacts okay. so in the event their phone is off. Right. But if approved, um as many Men who have sex with men, we're supposed to be going to see our doctors three times. That's true. A month anyway. Should, yes. So maybe yes. during your regular bit. routine. Thank you. Exactly. I'm due. And yes. To make sure that you're not passing things along. Uh, that is true. Yep. So hopefully at that visit, you'll be getting your. Uh, you'll be getting your. Your 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 drip or, okay. or your shot. Right. Yeah. Got it. Got or it. or chubata. Yeah. So now, in the injectable prep. Yeah. What's that one called, or is it just that? Give proper shot. The the cabotegavir. Okay, that is that. Yeah. Okay. What, yeah. What kind of medication is the cabotegavir? Is it a, a reverse transcriptase, or is it a um, pro- protease inhibitor, or what? You know, what kind of a medicine is it? Yeah. That I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know what type of medicine is the cab, but I do know that it 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 is used to treat HIV. Okay. Um, people who are. Does it have a, a brand name? Cabotegavir. Oh, okay. That's the, that that's is the, the brand that's name. That's the brand yeah. name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cabot the cab. And again, okay. um, listeners out there, I, I um, maybe we can even send a note to Dr. Justman as well and oh, any yes. updates, but um, I encourage you to listen to episode 22 because she really spoke she breaks yeah. it about yeah. that. She breaks it out. Definitely. Um, are there any new updates on? I know it's so early mm-hmm. on the on any of say the research. You're still taking people. Um. Yeah. So um, currently we are still enrolling for the like I said um, the first study was the AMP study. Right. We were currently enrolling uh, episode twenty two. Yes. Um, <laughs> and what's the age group for those? So um, for the AMP study it was eighteen to to fifty. Okay. Um, for the cabotegavir study, give prep a shot. It's 18 on up there's Great. no there's no cap Got on, on age okay. um and um so for that study um the the amp study we're done enrolling from that study so right now we just in the phase of retaining the participants right um some of the people are done are are, are almost done with that study and wow. keep in mind that study is being done here in North America, South America, mm-hmm. and in the Africa. Right. I remember but, she just did yeah. a lot of research so it's in a Africa. Huge, huge study. Is, um, is there for those that want to try the cabotegavir cap? Mm-hmm. Is there? I know the research is still ongoing. Yeah. Is there some way that you could? Um, you know, think of it as a prep, a daily pill, and feel comfortable that you're kind of taken care of on some of those preventative means, like the daily prep pill would be? Or, or is it, you know, you just still need to practice your safe sex practices, of course? Well, um, they say... They said we should be wearing condoms yes. while on any form of prep because, as you know, it's not protecting you against other STDs like gonorrhea, chlamydia, or syphilis. True. But the truth of the matter is exactly pe- when you pe- get to reality. When we get to reality, the truth of the matter is people don't like wearing condoms. Uh, people do not like wearing them. It's not something that the, some people like to do. Right. And um, some people have the idea of well. Um, 
I could get a, a, a shot or take a pill for gonorrhea, chlamydia, and syphilis. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't with HIV. So I'm going to just take um, my Truvada or what have you because mm-hmm. that will protect me. Um, that, will, that will protect me against HIV. Um, but we should be teaching people. Well, and we our- should also remind people and, and just make it aware that, you know, Recently, there was a person that tested um, positive for HIV in Washington who tested positive for HIV, who was taking the daily pill. And, and you know, and there always is that. Oh, really? I hadn't heard of this. A recent study. There's also, you know, it does say up to 90% protecting you. Right. Um, so then there's always that 10%. Yeah. And then lastly, I would also put out there is that... Dr. Justman mentioned on that episode 22 mm-hmm. that there are certain strains of uh, all the other STDs that are out there right now, like gonorrhea and syphilis, actually, that are really stronger than we've seen. The outbreak of some of these are, are on a high level right now, and yeah. the strains are very difficult. And they can also compromise, say, HIV-positive men. Yeah. You know that, this is true. and so you know. I just want to put that out there too. Yeah. That yes, maybe a lot of us don't want to wear condoms, and I hear you. But we should also, you know, just you, you, you gotta. You, well, you you have to think about what happens in either direction. You know, although thinking about that when you're in the moment is the difficult part. Sure. But have you know? like a plan. But you, you just have to be. You have to understand. You have to be well aware before. You get all hot and bothered, you know, what potentials can be. And then if you still decide not to use them, then it's up to you. you yeah. And then it really but, goes back to that three-month mark that we're talking about before, that more, even more reason to get those tests. Yes, um, every three and months. I'm in that boat, too. I'm yeah. up for, due to, for my tests, so I'm point, speaking to you. <laughs> and to your point, I don't know if you guys heard or read, there's a, a new form of gonorrhea that has came out that there's not, they can't find a cure to to, to to treat the gonorrhea. Okay. Well, I know there's some some forms of syphilis. There's um, some forms of syphilis in, too. In the same. That's the same thing. They don't really. It, it doesn't respond to penicillin. It, we so. also did a, a really informative show last week, episode forty-eight, where we talked to um, Doctor Goldstein, um, and he really was talking to us a lot about. Um, you know, we should also be tested for HPV, mm, and right. how. You know, that's not something that's included in your traditional STD testing. It's oftentimes not noticed. We all may have, you know, a lot of us have, you know, various strains of it, but there's a vaccine. Well, because it's very easy to, to body contact. Body contact yeah. alone. Yeah. You know, so. I also think um, for the listeners out there, it's also important, I think if you're under the age of 30, to get your garter seal shot to... to garter seal. Garter seal. Garter seal. Garter seal. Garter seal. Um, it's, it's a form of three uh, shots, and right. it, it's to protect you against HPV. Right. Oh, okay. yeah. So, so for a lot of us, like the doctor was saying, a lot of us might have certain strains of it, but he did say we can still be, even if you're in... You have a, a level of it, didn't he say yeah. that? Basically, he recommended everybody should have Gardasil. Oh, he recommended everybody. Basically, everybody. Yeah. If you're sexually active, you should you should do that. However, yeah, you know, he also mentioned that some of the insurances don't cover it necessarily, and it can be quite um, expensive. And it can be expensive, yeah. and it is three shots. It's three shots, right? So. At like two hundred and something per right. Shot. So you know, but 
Not in the same day, though. Um, no, not in the same day. Over over time, I think it's whatever every one every month, six months, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, still, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. You know, an, it, you, it's worth it's it's worth considering doing. It's worth considering paying for, if you need to. And, and it gives uh, you an extra level of peace of mind. It gives you an extra level of peace of mind, and it, it's better for your health. So, um, look into it, and you know, figure it out. You can see if your insurance will cover it. If not, then consider a way of handling it. So, and back to the studies that Dr. Justman is doing. Sure. I know that um, when we left her last year, and this was last spring around this time, she was going to the um, the World AIDS Conference yes. in Paris, mm-hmm. and she did say there may be some. Um, updates, not on her study, but on the injectable prep. Um, do you have any information on that? And we can always ask her, yeah. but I'm just curious if you... Um, what I know so far is that, A, that we're still enrolling for that study big okay. time. They're, we're looking for people to, to join the, the study. Um, and um, they're still testing the medication. Um, keep in mind, guys, this, that this is investigational. Nothing is approved yet from the FDA. Right. Um, but um, the only update currently um, that I know of, and again, I'm sure you could talk to Dr. Justin, is that we're actively enrolling. Cool. Um, and um, there hasn't been anything, to my knowledge, that came out yet. Um, I believe that it's they're too going early, to, right? It's too you- early. I believe they're going to like the Croy, um, the the Croy uh, conference soon. Oh, okay. And perhaps there'll be some information there that she'll be able to share. Because awesome, I would imagine it's coming up soon because yes. it's the springtime that they do this. Definitely. Um, yeah, where she said all doctors and researchers come together mm-hmm. right. and yeah, and, and there's yeah, we should look out for information on that. So yeah, I definitely. say if you're a gay man um, and gay men who have sex with men or trans women who have sex with men and looking for another method to pre- pre- prevent HIV and you would like to join a paid research study, um, the Bronx Prevention Center is is a great. Center. To, so, if there are people that want to join, how do they how do they reach you guys? Oh, perfect. Um, good question. You could contact us um, at three four seven five nine zero seven two eight eight seven two eight zero, um, or you could email us at icap. That's i c a p underscore b p c at columbia dot uh, dot edu. I will list all that information, and okay. and we should mention that it should be individual men or trans trans pe- women women that want to that should probably live in the New York, New York area City because or Westchester ha- area or Westchester okay. because they have to come back. Um, obviously, is, is this the only place in the states that's doing this? Is there anything no. like in Los Angeles or? Oh, oh yes, this. I mean, we have listeners all over the place. So. Yes, yes, yes. Um, in fact, I will give you the the, the contact inform- like the map. Oh, of where we all are, and that probably great. people who are overseas too. We do, yes. and I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll put it on our blog. Yeah, I'll do a, cool. a post Listen, on that. Yeah. So um, there's four four um, sites here in in the in New York City that's doing it. Awesome, and then one in Jersey. Um, that's doing this. Great. Yeah. Great. Right. Before Great you work. leave and go on to um, some other topics that I wanted sure. while you're here, I wanted to just briefly talk a little bit about the trans community yeah. and how has the outreach been to the trans community women mm-hmm. on on the studies that you're doing? Have they been receptive? Do you find um, there's any sort of resistance? Good question. So 
Um, it's really difficult um, recruiting trans women onto our study. We're looking for trans women. We want to be inclusive of every of everyone. Um, but we've went out to um, to bars. Um, there's a site called Backpage. Yes, we, Backpage. Backpage. Um, I don't know if the message is getting out to the trans community that we're doing this. Um, but currently, I think on study right now we have three or four people on That's all on on at our site. Oh, at there's your more, site. Okay. There's, there's a lot more was overseas. Yes, yeah, a lot more overseas. Um, in other okay. parts of the in states. Other parts right. of the states, but. Here in New York City, um, it's it's, it's not, been a little it's, bit it's of a been, challenge. It's been a little bit of a challenge gauging the trans um, the trans um, women uh, community. Um, if so, you had to, you know, what would be your thoughts behind that? Uh, you know, is it just that you know finding spots where they you know commune? Is it that they've you know said things to you that you know? What would you say? I think that, um, well, being in the Bronx um, is really difficult um, for uh, some trans people. I mean, the or boogie, many, or I many would, people, yeah. or and we're many get into that down on this. Bronx yeah. is, 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 you know, it's kind of, it's kind of hard being, being a, a trans person in the Bronx. Um, is, uh, is your outreach only in the Bronx or? No. So we outreach all over New York City. Okay. Um, but we do target the Bronx um, because um, HIV seems to be um, higher in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Got it. So we travel. We we do a lot of, and as you know, it's, it's difficult sometimes even with gay men finding gay men because a lot of gay men don't congregate in the Bronx. They go outside of the Bronx right. to right. to right. congregate. And um, so I think that we bring what we what we are doing. We're bringing this to our CAV meeting. Um, so our community advisory board and seeing what they think, like mm-hmm. how can we gauge the trans community? We have a a, a call with other sites in the in the Americas, mm-hmm. and we're seeing how they um, uh, how they dealing with this as well. A lot of sites are still having issues um, recruiting the trans um, women populations too. So interesting. Okay, so trans not, women who are listening out there. We <laughs> are looking for you. Yes. Um, uh, you have uh, a home in the Bronx Prevention Center. Um, and we would like to be inclusive. We would like to... Yeah. to, to well, I mean, I, I, I think study. maybe a lot of the problem, I mean, the, the trans community has been you know, excluded so much, even within the gay community for so long. This is true. It's only the last few years that it's really you know, been more on the surface and more... You well, know, and, and in addition to that, we you know we've talked about it on the show, mm-hmm. the sex, the actual sexuality, and sort of the the open dialogue of what right. you know the over sexualized mm-hmm. topics right. that often they are forced to deal with right. um, have, of course, maybe you know they're not as comfortable. Mm-hmm. But this is a health related issue that. And can affect them as well, and yeah. so yeah. you know, I love the work you're doing, and we'll certainly do our part Thank to get you. the messaging out. Thanks. But I do want to transition to some other topics, and and one of the ones is we were talking offline is about the African American community. Yeah, I assume you can consider yourself African American. You're black. Yes, exactly. And and I wanted to talk a little bit about your community and certainly in my community at times the Latino community um, you 
the Bronx. Yeah. Growing up in some of these neighborhoods, you mentioned before you grew up in the South, yeah. um, where you know there's not a lot of role models that encourage us to come out. Yeah. Oftentimes in our communities, mm-hmm. you know, particularly in the black communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you see things like DL and and then, of course, that can lead to things like certain um, transmissions because definitely you, but you go back and you see, well, there was no encouragement. Um, I, I would love to talk to you and pick your brain about sure. like growing up for you and how you know, and how did it lead you to a communications outreach specialist? Sure. Growing up for me was, was difficult because not only am I African-American, but my dad is African and my mother uh, was Haitian. So growing up in a very strong, very strong yeah. Christian mm-hmm. background yep. that believes in um, Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really, really difficult. And I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, here we go. And it's, it's, right, we're in we the go. South. Here we go. Yeah. We're in the South. Yes. And, um, and growing up, it was, I, I had to almost put, put up a facade. Like, um, my voice would be like this, talking to my parents. And, Which sounds you know, really it would be, it would be, you know, um, I'm hearing you on my headset and you sound great. And, um, when my cousins used to talk about girls, I would have to some way so play this macho, heteronormative sure. normative ad, like, thing. And um, it was very difficult. It was very difficult. Uh, it, it took me actually coming to New York City and going to, have you guys heard of The Door? A, a non profit organization in, in, in Chelsea. It's like a youth development. Um, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I've heard of it. Around the yeah. Hendrick Martin um, right. Institute. Mm-hmm. But so it took me um, like going to the door, seeing other gay people. When I came to New York, mm-hmm. I, it was the first time I ever seen a guy wearing a purse. Uh, okay. in New York, I'm like, whoa! Two guys holding hands, holding uh-huh. hands. Yeah, fashion capital. It, it, it was. I was like, whoa! Um, <laughs> I want to oh live here. Where, yeah. I, I want to live here. I want to be here. Um, but go ahead. Which is different from a lot of, um, you know, New York African Americans. Like, you know, when you think of films like Paris is Burning and the mm. underground yeah, yeah. scenes, the balls that they created and. I would imagine a lot of them maybe came from, yeah. but we had somebody else on the show before that said, oh no, my parents um, grew up, they were straight, but they grew up in those, going to those balls and that was my parents. So mm-hmm. he was African-American and, and had a, you know, um, a great experience with that. I think it was, um, I forget who, it, well, anyway, we'll remember it later. Yeah. But um, so, you know, we, it's even, Everyone's experience is different within, yeah. say, the African American, but in yours is very South and it's very yeah. South, well, very South and very, very cultural and multicultural. Yes, yes, very, and very strong on both cultures. Yeah, because we were taught to be macho. We were taught, um, like I said, about Adam and Eve. We were religion. Taught, we were taught religion. If you religion see, values. If you see. Um, two men kissing on TV, my parents would change the channel. Like they didn't want us having any like thought that being gay was okay. Um, they would talk down, uh, not even my parents, but people wow. in the South. Yeah. Like, look at that sissy or look at that punk or it's, that I mean, faggot. It's, that faggot. Yep. And um, it's true. Even I have a dear, dear friend of mine. She, um, you know, 
she's worked in the White House. She's so brilliant. And her, her and I are just, and she's been such a supporter of the LGBT community. But she'll say, you know, her family that is in West Virginia, you know, her families, they have traditionally been pastors, mm-hmm. grew up in the mm-hmm. church yeah. community, mm-hmm. and they're not all and aligned with, like, say, her. They think yeah. she's sort of, you know, and she loves her family and she respects their, you know, so she doesn't mm-hmm. always bring it up all the, to those things, but she'll sure come and support and any LGBT here in New York. And so it can even be, you know, yeah, I don't know. And even in the South, the South have a very strong faith belief. Um, mm. Everything is the church. Whatever yes. the pastor oh, says. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, whatever it's, the pastor say, mm-hmm. it's Bible. Yep. There. The it pastor is the do word not of like, God directly from God. It yes. and, directly and communities, from, God. from what I understand, have their own pastor that, you know, everybody has their particular pastor that mm-hmm. they, it's their leader. You yeah. Know, yeah. That, well, when you look at, you know, so many of the communities in the South, it's, it's not like, you know, they, they like here we've got Chelsea in the West Village. They've got Parish 21, Parish 22, or, you know. Districts. Dist- and- district. They're called parishes for a reason because yeah. they were, you know, they're, that's organized by the church. And I would, I would imagine that in these smaller parishes, communities, it's like you can really affect, like everyone knows everyone's part of the family. And she would even say, like, you know, she couldn't even as a straight woman, you know, try and sneak out with her best friend to go to like a, a bar or something without running into somebody would who you. would then tell, you know, somebody and somebody at the parish would then know. So you layer in being a gay boy or a gay man. Mm-hmm. And I could see why you would want to head out to yeah, her. You can't, you can't do anything. You can't talk to anybody. Forget about sex. Just forget, being, you know, yeah. you just can't be a gay person. Right, you know, right. I mean, the sexuality, sexuality is, is a small part of being gay, really. You know, and so, no, but sexuality it's a big part. is... Well, and then I wonder, is that maybe that's how DL, things like Down Low, come about. It's that it then becomes about the sexuality only. So, right. in other words, well, you... because you've been suppressed for so long. And you live a life that's just on the outside, you know, a- approving by everybody in your community, and then... You, it's only about the sexuality. You only yeah. go into that gay world and it's on a down low basis. It's on a down low basis. Your uh-huh. culture teaches you almost and pushes you into well, being that. They force that. you into it. Yeah, it yeah. comes, um, a lot of people, um, and it was crazy, a lot of people on the DL, as you guys know, talk mm-hmm. bad about the gay community yes. amongst their peers. Oh yeah, but, well but they have to. They have to, or to, they feel, to live up it, this, They feel they have to. They it's, feel like they have to. To play this role of, of this macho, right? And you have to play that role to be accepted. You have to. You have to play this yeah. role. That's un- it's so unfortunate. Uh, but as you know, the the DL community, uh, I think it's a spike in 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 rates, high rates of HIV. They, I don't think they're getting the edu- the, the education. Well, no, they don't. They don't, go, they don't need to use condoms because they're not gay. They just have gay. sex with they men. Just have sex with right. Men. Yeah. And and you know, I have some empathy for oh, why yeah. that yeah. could. You know, I think a lot of us on the open openly gay side yeah. often say DL in a sort of negative yes. connotation like oh yeah they're DL and yes and they and there is an increase in transmissions mm-hmm. and an uneducation and a lack of awareness yes. but 
we also don't help the cause too by, you know, mm-hmm, she's just one of those, you know, DL and we don't have any empathy for what they may be going through. Yeah. Some people right. um, who are openly gay feel like um, you're supposed to be standing with us in this fight. Right. Like, here I am being mm-hmm. thrown at, cursed at, um, homeless on the street and this, that and yep. the third. And you only come where's in, your flag yeah and yeah. why aren't you you know and you only come in to use us for sex and then go back to your normal life yeah so that's a lot how of, do you feel about it because as a gay man that is out now i mean how do you feel about parts of your community um uh, well i can't lie i'm i i used to be one of those people too um oh these dl men oh please <laughs> yeah. um only because like i cannot and i say this often i cannot date anyone who's on the DL because mm-hmm. in the sense you're asking me to lie with you exactly so I, I it's like if I'm in love and I'm having a good time I want to show it off I want to show it off I want to tell people I want to tell people so, and think but like you said I do understand because um, right. at one point yes. in time I was I was mm-hmm. like that I couldn't if yeah. you, I didn't want to hold your hand walking down the street I didn't want nobody to go back and tell my father that that you have a gay son or go back and tell my mother right. that mm-hmm. you have a gay son out here holding hands so I completely understand but now that I'm out and I see the beauty of being um, uh, a, a right. gay man here um, here here but, but, but we are in a bubble here we are, we are in a, definitely <laughs> in a bubble in, yeah in are a, we oh, we are <laughs> yes just like Glinda yes um, but in but term- what was your point that um, obviously you talked about your family your upbringing yeah. the south yeah um, you know Haitian and everything African what was your I mean are is your family supportive now did you say fuck off so uh, good question so it happened like three years ago and I did it really strategically like I did it at a point in time where I wasn't dependent on my parents anymore Mm -hmm. right so in the event they wanted to cut me off you had the luxury of doing that yeah financially or cut me off emotionally I was at a point mentally like, you know, I'm grown now. At the time I was 23, I thought I was grown. I was like, I'm grown, I, I have a beautiful apartment in Harlem. Um, you were living it. I was living it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So the opposite effect happened. I came out to my mom's side of the family first and they're Haitian, and they're Haitian. Yes. And they were like, oh my God, tell me all about it. I wanna know. Um, you know, wow. so, yeah, they were they were cool. Not my wow. grandmother though. My grandmother is really Haitian Catholic. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I love you, but right. no, did not bring that. I love you, but I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. Yeah. I don't want you see. I, I love you, no goodbye. It. What's that play? You know, I, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't want to see you yes. kissing another man. I won't come to your wedding, but you know, you're more than welcome to come over or have your gay friends over. Oh, but yeah, but the whole kissing and thing. My aunt to my Haitian side of the family. But I think I looked and I I did a little um, um, Insta stock or Facebook stock for you. And isn't your grandmother like 90? Yes, my grandmother's 94. So if you can, that's, that would be fine with me. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So one day I'm sitting home and I am on YouTube looking at coming out stories. Yes. And I'm looking at one coming out story after the other. Balling, I'm sure. I'm like, you know what? I could come out to my dad because I feel like once I came out to my dad, I could come out to anybody. I don't care who knows. Because you know, men, dads. So I'm watching these videos. I'm watching. I'm like, all right. 
Taking I, notes. Taking notes. Everybody seemed like they, on YouTube, there have not been then a negative reaction to coming out. Even the mom said that they knew. Mm-hmm. Now, but, did you pick the stories that were African-American or um, did you just sort of randomly? It was white. A okay. lot of white. Because I don't think a lot of, at the time, African-American people had a lot of videos on YouTube. So okay. it was a lot... So I'm like, their mom seems cool with it. What's, you know, their mom is cool Mothers with it. always know. In Orange County, it, it's, it worked <laughs> well, well there. <laughs> so I call my dad. And um, I call my dad. I'm like, Dad, I have something to tell you. And he was like, what is it? What is it? And I'm like, um, so, so I get silent. And he was like, you know, talk to me. What's going on? Yeah. I was like, well, Dad, um, you know, you that you know, and he was like, "Tell me what? What do you mean?" And I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm uh, loving this. You know me and my accent. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, um, I'm gay, and the phone just goes silent. And uh, he's silent. I'm silent. What, and then after like a, a good thirty seconds, it felt like thirty minutes. Yes. Yeah. My my dad was pissed. My dad goes, you know, uh, 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 I rather die than to get some news like this from Oof. you. I rather. Die. And my, I'm like, what happened to? I just seen a bunch of YouTube videos. Yeah. What's, what's, yeah what's, where what's, was my? Where's my? Yeah. You know. And my dad did not talk to me for a good two weeks. Just two weeks. He needed time. And um, he slowly but slowly but surely came around. But we don't talk gay. Uh, if he does talk gay, he can't. My dad cannot use the word gay. He yeah. referred to it as your lifestyle. He would not uh, use the well, word know, gay. Sometimes that's okay, though. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. Um, I wouldn't dare bring a guy home to to, uh, to visit to my meet dad. Meet your father. Never. <laughs> but you have a relationship with me. Him. And my dad are cool. We're yeah. we're cool people now. My dad is from Liberia, um, so okay. he's very macho, very um, African, very like. If Great a woman Christian. drops something on the floor, he'll be the first one to go pick it up. Mm-hmm. Very gentleman-like. Um, and he could not fathom having a, a gay son. Sure. Like, he, he couldn't... Fa- but now he's he's cool with it. Um, now he is. I love it. Yeah, love yeah. It. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's wonderful. So I kind of want to segue also into some of, like, the positive thing, um, events <laughs> and, you know, sexcapades that okay. really do embrace... Mm-hmm. African-American communities, ethnic communities. And you and I were talking offline a little bit about, well, you we started with an event that's coming up in Palm Springs called uh, Latino Oasis, Oasis. Yeah. May 4th through 6th. Mm-hmm. Um, that piqued my interest. Yeah. And what is Latino Oasis? So Latino Oasis is a event that is in Palm Springs, California, where predominantly black and Latino men of all ages. Yeah, where did the word Latino that come together? Well, it's black. I mean, and I Latino. get it. Yeah. No, but, a lot of, there's a lot of combination marriages of black and Latino, mm-hmm. and especially in New York. And, or is it also, right, and is it also <laughs> to, you know, we want to focus on black and Latino, Latino yeah. and yeah, throw that events too. that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's an event in Palm Springs where um, a lot of, um, black and uh, predominantly black and Latino um, people go and hang out. Um, Are whites allowed? Uh, oh yes, they're they're allowed. You can, you can go, Carpenter. Oh good. Yes. Okay, just you know, you gotta. And 
And um, there's no wall, the, so oh, you know, good. Yes, <laughs> for the whites. For the whites, um, <laughs> and they go and uh, they just go have a good time. Um, there's a lot of people. They always have like a a, a famous gay celebrity that's there. Yep. Um, lots of porn stars go. Of course. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> they they get naked. It's raunchy. It's fun. It's like getting your life um, there out in California for for like two, for like two three days. It's, uh, it's that's at a hotel. So... Um, I think they they a hotel host it, and um, it's interesting the type of people that you see there and who people will just be out in the pool area straight up fucking straight wow. up just straight up fucking. Um, and sucking dick, and uh, it's it's. But you also meet. Sounds cool like people. my kind of party. Uh, yeah. Hello. You, you, <laughs> let's look into up. Let's look into traveler. Some of us like the feel, Hamptons. Yeah. Others. Yeah. <laughs> and you go and don't feel judged. You actually go and not feel judged at all. Right. Um, my friends told me so much about it. And in fact, they're going this year again. Um, they love it. They they love this Latino Sounds Oasis amazing. thing. I'm looking forward to going next year. Let me tell you. I'll you know what I've also have to look into this. Yeah, you know what I've also noticed about like our community, gay community, LGBT community. Yeah is that a lot of the gay prides that we're planning now, in the past, you mentioned there's a celebrity performer, yeah. and we love our allies, we yeah. love yes. you know, our yes. diva icons. Yeah. Now, I'm noticing some of the entertainment are, say, a trans singer, mm-hmm. and that yeah. are, so we're finding celebrities within our within own our community, own yeah. and, and again, we love our allies, mm-hmm. but we're starting to develop, we have events, Latino, yeah. and, um, um, that are you know not exclusive, but they are empowering, um, and it's a larger culture issue. I mean, that's why we're seeing you know Black Panther, and more, yeah. we're seeing our faces more. We're seeing events that represent us more. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool. A real famous um, Black trans person now that's getting her life is T. S. Madison. Yes, um, she has a, a, a show or podcast called The Queen's Court. Um, that's on um, Periscope and Facebook. She used to do it with this, um, uh, we don't have to mention her, but her name is Kaya. Uh, she then has talked um, ill about the gay community. Okay. You know Kaya, right? I don't. My but... neck, my back. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Kaya. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, her. Um, but, but T.S. T.S. We, Madison. We had a, um, a Reese um, who was on Strut, uh, reality TV show was on our show. Jeremy and I did that episode. And Arise is in a upcoming web series that looks hilarious yeah. about her She's dating life. Hoot. It's kind of like a, 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 a comedy on huh. the different crazy things that she's actually experienced dating in real life that are put to comedy and T.S. Um, Madison. Madison is on there and if you hmm. I, po- I posted it on our blog and her lines already in the in the teasers are hilarious she's funny and Jeremy is like a big fan of her oh, yeah so I love her yeah love so her. you're right there we have a lot of um, uh, trans people who are who are coming coming out and as yeah. they should yes as they, as they should as they should I feel like um, even in the gay community we exclude uh, the trans community and it shouldn't be that way no. um, they need to uh, the trans community is is here. They're here, guys. Like yes. we need to, they need to make them inclusive uh, of everything. 
Like mm-hmm. they're and then your they're, guys. And then, you know, and, and then in our own community, like there's so many events that are, you were talking about Atlanta has, um, so it's a, a lot of events. So Atlanta has two, um, gay pride events. I think one in January and the other one in October, the sizzle that happens every what was year. Sizzle again? Sizzle's in Miami. Okay. It happens every Memorial day weekend. Um, everybody flock to Miami. Um, it's hot. It's very oh, yeah. gay. Um, you know, we use all the winter months to be in the gym to for this particular day to just take off our the shirts. The humidity is oh, on. The coconut oil is on. It's on. It's on. It's on. <laughs> Bleak. And then... Um, and then Washington D.C. Pride too is it's becoming huge. You said Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend. So you either go to Sizzle or you go to Washington D.C. You you yeah. choose one. And then we were talking a little bit about I think Fire Island does. Um, Fire Island ha- does does something like a black too, yeah. Pride or something. Bla- yes, um, a black Pride. I've never been there, but I think I'm going to go this year. You know, I'm going to try. Maybe you and I offline later can work on a little list of ones that I can put on our blog site yeah, of that would the be upcoming. Great. Um, that would be great. Yeah. yeah. And then for your Tex- your Texans listeners, yes. there's... Uh, we have a lot. Th- yeah. 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 Actually, called- Texas is the th- one of the third um, largest groups out really? there. Really? Thanks, Texas. Th- yes, thanks, Texas. They have... Uh, thank y'all. Uh, uh, thank y'all. <laughs> thank y'all. They <laughs> and they're like, we don't all say that, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they have a, a, a event called Splash that, that they do every, every year that caters to the black community. Um, Little Kim was their performer last okay. year. Or Remy Ma was their performer last year. Nice. Um, and that that is cute for the Texans. And then Good. for um, I was sharing with you, um, you know, for because there's a lot of groups that get together for you know sex parties, yeah. and you know, and they do encourage you know safety and and all that but of course it's up to you to right. to do your thing yeah. you mentioned the bear party here in new york city right. the communes and yes there are bear parties there are bear parties bear kind of sex wow. parties yes wow. yes they're what play is that parties. like um it's very non-attitude which is nice because you know if you're a bigger guy a lot of time you a lot of times you get attitude Mm-hmm. So this is uh, bears and people who admire bears. Mm. So um, it can be quite fun. And yes, there is bear backing, but there is also mostly, mostly condom usage. Nice. And so, you get to choose what you want. And well, yeah, exactly. I mean, yes. Make right. an adult decision. You know, decide what you want to do. That's fine. There's a party that um, you were. I was sharing with you different parties. You're like, I need to get. Uh, I need you know. to be on. Yeah. And there's this one party. I don't know. If, happens in New York, but it's like mares and we were talking about it before. Oh yeah. Horses and mares where essentially when you agree to go to this type of event, they line up all the mares, which would be the bottoms, almost like you were lined up in a stall, okay. a horse stall. And you oftentimes are blindfolded or you don't get to see who is going to be the horse behind you fucking you. And multiple partners are being had. The only choice you get as a mare is you get to decide if you're going to have, you know, condoms or no, no condoms. And that is, you know, on your, on your stall. And so those that, you know, you, that's a hard and fast rule. 
Um, I have not been to one of these, but I think they're, it's just more. Is here in New York City? I think they're all over. I know there's one in uh, Florida. Okay, somebody write in and tell us about these. You know, (laughs) yes, we'll do some research too. I really thought that I knew things that all the gay, if there's anything gay that goes on in New York City, I thought that I was one of the people who know. Oh, no. No, I was sadly mistaken. No, I've lived here for 30 some years and there's always something you go. Always. Really? I didn't know that. I did not know that. (laughs) I didn't didn't know about that party. Nubian Dukes, I was sharing with you earlier, is a um, Latino kind of sex party that happens here in New York City. Um, so you do have to do a little research and find. So I've, I've mentioned a lot of the things that the or events black people or the black community yes. go to. What is there out there for the Latino community predominantly? Well, there is there is Latin leche, which is a it's a la leche. No, or it's, Latin. Called, it's called Latin leche. Okay, it's, that's a that's a play party. Got it. And got I, it. Usually, yeah, usually in Queens, huh? So. And then there's things like, I just got an email, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Puerto Vallarta in Mexico, and they're doing, I think they're only on, they're early on in their gay pride, I can't remember what number they're on, and, and the reason I thought of the um, transgender performers yeah. is because they're having one at their upcoming gay pride, and Puerto Vallarta is, is really a, mech, become a huge mecca for um not only just the Latino community, but we're flocking there in droves, and they're, they oh, wow. do it, obviously now they're answering to it and doing a gay pride. Um, here in New York City, I think if you go to, up to Jackson Heights, I mean, mm-hmm. I was there on a field trip. I called it a field trip, but um, <laughs> and there were so many hombres was a bar with wow. a lot of Latinos. There's, and, there's a lot of yeah. really fun Latino bars. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, I realized that at, at the Queens Park. Did you guys go to Queens Pride last year? No, I, I haven't. No. You haven't gone. I there's Honey, a, a, if we a, wanted to, we could fill our calendar up with pride. Well, I mean, that we're is just true. beginning. That it. is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a huge Latino community in in Queens that I did not know. Oh there's yeah. A, yeah, a big, a lot of bars. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. a lot of gay bars. I did not. Long know Long Beach, California does uh-huh. a gay pride, but it's arguably a lot of Latinos mm-hmm. in, within Long Beach. Um, wow. Yeah. So there's certainly a lot, and it'd be yeah. great to see more representative. Mm-hmm. of maybe like the Middle Eastern communities, the Asian communities. Right. Um, because, you know, we have Latino and all that. And it would, I would love to maybe, if well, anybody out there knows. I mean, you think Christianity is is strict on, you know, on gays. The, the Muslim community is just like completely wow. intolerant. So, you know, e- even the, you know, the Middle Eastern men I know who are mostly out. Yeah, I don't really know. And there, there, there's there's always issues. There's always issues. I, yeah. yeah, their leader, so. their, their Islam leader, uh, Louis Farrakhan, uh, they talk down about gays. Oh, all, yeah. all the time. I mean, yeah. you know, Iran, they 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 throw you off the top of a building. Oh, yes. You know? right. And you so, know, and maybe yeah. it's it, it will happen during a cultural shift in time. Yeah. I mean. You know, it's just now that, I mean, I was just watching a play here about 9-11 and Mm -hmm. all of, you know. Which was called? Come Come From Away. Come From Away, which is, I highly recommend. But at that time, anybody that was of Muslim descent or anything, you know, had had to watch, you know, their back on. And so, you know, I just feel like now it's shifting much. So... 
you know, the African American community, mm-hmm. you're, we've talked a lot about religion and, and there's still so many, yeah. but we're seeing more. So maybe it's just another shift in time another and we'll shift. start to see yeah. positive, you know, events. And, I agree. And, well, and if you look at how, how gay is much more popular and I mean gay in the whole sense of LGBTQ, you know, it's, sure. it's, it's so much more, um, talked about accepted and, you know, you know, Will and Grace, to, you know, television show that yep. was out before. I mean, that's that moved things along. But you now every television show has to have a gay character. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and it's just you know, and it, and it gets raunchy. I love Shonda Rhimes. Uh, Are you a Shonda Rhimes? I, 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 I love. Still to this day, I watch yeah. Grey's Anatomy. And uh, you know, every so often they would have a gay, um, a, a gay scene or a gay character mm-hmm. on How to Get Away with Murder. How to Get Away with Murder, mm-hmm. there's a uh, reoccurring gay uh, couple yeah, yeah. on, uh, do you watch? No, I, I haven't watched that one, you know, since like season two. Season but. two, but there's a, Connor um, is his name, uh, there's a reoccurring gay uh, yeah. couple on the show. And, uh, and, a, and a long time ago, uh, there, there, there would be no such thing of having, right, on, right. Not, not on primetime TV. Well, when you, then, look, you look at the 50s, I mean, the 50s, Everyone had twin beds. You know, Lucy, Lucy, yeah. and you know, Lucy and Ricky had twin beds, and you could never show them. You know, just in the bed, or Suggest. you could never so show them together. You always had to have a foot on the floor. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Um, but there's some other shows that here and now, right now, by Alan Ball on HBO is doing a really interesting show um, where the the couple has all of these kids that they adopt, and they're now all adults. And there's a whole Middle Eastern connection. There's an interesting gay connection, and I I would recommend here and now that kind of takes it all. Yeah, I've seen it to another level. That I like intriguing. Ball stuff, so. It's got my interest, and yeah. Oh wow! So here and now, people. I can't. I want. I want to watch it. Yes, but it. before we let you go um, offline, yeah. you were talking a little bit about how, uh, you know. You live in the Bronx. I live in the Bronx. And when you when you want to, there's a little bit of stigma. stigma, trepidation. You thought, or you said within your own community to, oh, people are going to talk about me if I show up at a gay sex event. Or Can you talk a little bit about what you meant by that? Yeah, I feel as if personally, like if you were, I feel like a lot of black gay men are um, inquisitive about going to sex parties or going to um, nude beaches or mm-hmm. going to like Latino oasis. Um, but I feel like if you were to get caught there um, by someone else. Not by the police. Not but. by the police, but <laughs> no. if you were to get caught there by someone else, it would be well, like. it is a certain, it can be a certain police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> when you're having Kitchell table talk or, you know, the gays love doing brunch nowadays. It would yes. be like, bitch, oh, yeah. guess who I seen at the so Even if they were there. Even if they were there. And we're like, well, well, bitch, what was you doing there? Bitch, I was just there just to see yeah. what was going on. Oh, I was just, I was there because I wanted to, you know, yeah. I was in the car. I was in the car and I, I just in the seen car. them. I just Would you call them. that <laughs> slut shaming? Yes, it, it goes definitely um, borderline slut shaming. Because we love to do that a lot we within our own that community. In our, in our own community, we love to yeah. slut shame. I get yeah. slut shamed a lot. with. I do, and I don't. I'm just like whatever. I mean, I host a show called Talk About Gay Sex, so you can't really say much more about me, yeah, you know. But, but um, well. they, in the African American um, community, there's a lot of slut shaming, and it's like you suck dick too. You you eat ass too. So yeah. 
what, hey, yeah. guys, what do we, what do we, what do we simmer down like, now? Sl- oh, come on, like, you like you've never had your heels up to Jesus, okay. you know? <laughs> You're just jealous. <laughs> just mad. Because like, my Manola blonde. Okay. Yeah. So yes, I still think that. Um, Within oil communities, they slut shame, but yeah, and a lot of that's fun and whatever. Well, it's part it's, of our yeah. It 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 should be in jest, but some people are not. Take, some yeah. people are are serious about it. And I I would just say we should you know it would be nice if we can sometimes you know I don't know rein it in a little bit only because you know particularly in some of these communities you never know what where someone's coming from and it could shove them back into a darker place right and they are experimenting sexuality is fun and free and and, then and we, we should be encouraging, you know. And, and then we wonder why the DL um, people want to want to stay DL, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they we, don't have Craigslist anymore, so you don't. know. No. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that on our next show. But yeah, can't wait to hear it. Yes. Oh my gosh, this has been so. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great this time. Has been great. Yeah, this I had been a great. great. I'm looking forward to come back too, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I want yeah, you as yeah, a regular. Yeah. And and, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna post the where the uh, study the in the Bronx. The study in the Bronx Prevention Center, well, guys. No, post them from and get them from everywhere because we've got listeners all over the the states and yes. all over the world. So. Yes. And Jimindy, where would you want people to follow you? Whether it's your personal or your sure, professional. Sure. So um, I'm on Instagram. Cool. Um, uh, my um, username is I pose a problem. That's I P O S E <laughs> underscore a problem. I love I, it. I pose a problem. I um, love it. I knew I wanted you on the show for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I love. I love coming and doing this. This is fun. This nice. Is fun. Nice. I love it. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Just a reminder that I will be in Paris April 21st. That's this Saturday in the Marais at the Open Cafe from 6 to 8 p.m. Come by and say hi. Don't forget, you can go to tagspodcast.com. That's T-A-G-S podcast.com, where you can subscribe to us to get all your updates. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at Talk About Gay Sex. See you next time.